Getting split Getting split ready. Getting split ready. Getting split ready. For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. She's not dead. <laughs> We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show? Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. Joining us for our panel is Catherine McMahon-Vivanco, an attorney from Katz and Stefani. In addition, Catherine is a mediator and a fellow at the Collaborative Law Institute of Illinois and a member of the International Academy of Collaborative Professionals. Also joining our panel today is Amy Schillinger, clinical director, president, and owner of Balance Stress Management and Therapy. Amy is a licensed marriage and family therapist and art therapist, and she's also trained in EMDR for trauma. She's also a mindfulness teacher. So I want to move on and, and talk about technology, right? Like just how, for instance, how we're doing this podcast. So this is the first virtual one we've done. And, you know, Mariah, it might end up the best way to do it at this point. Although we had some technical difficulties in the beginning. While we were doing it, I learned, you know, okay, this doesn't work and this works. And I think there's something also in divorce to do that, right? I know you do a ton of virtual mediation with Keystone. And, um, Catherine, you were talking in the beginning that this is like your second Zoom call or your first Zoom call, and you did another one earlier today, and where it's become commonplace in a lot of stuff. Talk a little bit about how you guys see technology transform, transforming divorce, especially going past this where people realize that there might be more efficient, less expensive ways to do things. Um, yeah, so we had we had tried to build the online component of our mediation business over the last couple of years to assist with uh, divorces where distance is an issue, um, to assist with divorce where um, being in the same room really just isn't feasible for one reason or another, um, and for convenience, right? Even in the Chicagoland area if we need to meet at five o'clock on a Friday and people are 20 miles away from each other, it's two hours. So right. I am a firm believer in everyone sitting at the same table, but if some you, of the meetings a, can be do held, a, do you use a green screen, green screen with like unicorns and rainbows to make everybody like all happy? Yeah. With uh, meditations in the back. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so we had moved to that a while ago, but we're really moving to it more now, especially in terms of short term needs. Uh, kind of like we talked about earlier. It's a new situation. If you need to adjust your parenting plan, if you need to adjust your child support, if you need to adjust your living situation quickly, an online appointment with a therapist, a mediator, an attorney is going to be the easiest way to go, especially if we get further along in this and we're actually required to be at home. Um, I think it's interesting to use. So in mediation, you can all be around the same table. You can also... Um, do like a shuttle mediation where the mediator goes between two different rooms and people are in two different rooms. I've never loved that way of doing it for people who have children, because I think if they can't come to the table in the first place, then how are they going to sit together at the, you know, soccer field or how are they going to be at graduation? It's not easy, but it's important because the kids are involved. So this is kind of a in between of those because you can still see facial expressions. Um, I think it's definitely better than a phone call. It allows for some give and take, but some distance as well. So I think it's important that we use this. I think we all should have bought a lot of stock in Zoom about a month ago 
but it's important to use this as a technology to help with the current situation and moving forward even if this wasn't going on i think it's important to use as a platform i'm even doing um therapeutic parenting time via zoom meeting. i was going to ask about like i saw some some commercial and it was um about like online therapy, you know, and like people meeting with therapists that way. And I was going to ask you if you're seeing that trend with people and, and what the benefits are. Yeah. I made a decision on Monday. All of our clients are now telehealth for now. Wow. And, and the insurances are covering it, right? Insurance are covering it. Yeah. Well, and I think insurances every day are stepping up to the plate, thankfully. So yesterday we had um, Magellan approval across the board. I think all the insurance companies, we were worried a minute that it was not going to be approved, but luckily they are. And so your telehealth meetings with your therapist are um, covered just like your regular appointments would be. And people are just paying their copay. Interesting. So, um, now, Catherine, the legal industry sometimes doesn't move as fast, right? Like. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's not, it just is what it is. And, and I think, what do you see? I mean, do you see this becoming more of a trend uh, now that people have seen, you know, what it can do? I think so. I think that um, people that are behind are getting up to speed very quickly. And I think once we see how convenient and efficient this really is, we can use it more and more. I mean, I have to say, just sitting here on this podcast, seeing the four, you know, the four of our faces, um, it does almost feel like we're all in the same room. And I think that once you do it, you experience it, you think, you know, I could do a mediation like that. Um, I think that, that we're all going to see the benefits of that. And that's going to kind of keep pushing us along. It's all about efficiency. I mean, clients want their attorneys to be efficient, right? They're paying professionals by the hour. They want efficiency. Um, I think that this is going to help, you know, push us push us that way. And I think we all need to be open to it and flexible. And we need to embrace and not resist the changes, which is as hard as humans. I'm sure Amy, you <laughs> deal with that with clients a lot, right? People don't really like change, and it's being forced upon us. So maybe Next some we'll good will come out of it. Actual reality where it will feel like you're in the same room, right? <laughs> Well, and you know, it's, it's interesting because um, Mariah and I are actually launching a new brand, another one under Split Ready. We've had like a lot of um, uh, ideas come out of, especially this, and we're launching Divorce Tech Pro, which really gets to this, um, what we're talking about here, where, you know, it's, it's auditing of the different technologies available. And right now we're just talking about um, teleconferencing replacing sitting in a room, but there's other technologies out there for things like storing documents, um, for things like um, scheduling. Uh, talk a little bit about what's out there. I know there's Our Family Wizard, there's parenting things, there's a ton of stuff out there that really help people not only plan for, but execute the decree later on and, and keep everyone honest and, and manage that. I think that um, the, the parenting apps are huge, are very, very important and helpful. So Our Family Wizard is one that you're going to hear a lot about. It's, it's a very popular one. There's a lot of other options out there. Um, the key is to have a platform for people to communicate, again, efficiently. But also one of the main features is that it tracks and documents everything, and it doesn't allow people to change things, right? So if you're gonna show a judge an email thread, well, certain emails could have been deleted from the thread. They can pick and choose and people can manipulate documents and data. And one of the key features of these 
parenting apps is that there can be no manipulation. So you're going to print a string of communications that cannot be manipulated. So when the judges or mediators or attorneys are seeing them, they know that they're uh, credible. Um, they all, these parenting apps also allow for third parties to monitor. And for example, I can log into my client's accounts, and I often do, and I just look and see what's going on with their messaging, what's going on with the calendar, so I can follow and kind of see if I need to talk to my client, if there's violations going on, um, and judges and mediators can do that too. So they're really helpful tools, and they're just efficient. These apps also allow people to exchange receipts um, for you know, kids' activities, submit expense reimbursements. They have the shared calendar. The shared calendar is critical for people when they have kids with activities and parenting schedules and holidays and vacations, and it's just one place where they can really track everything um, in live time, you know, together. I had actually heard that there's one for like substance abuse when there's, when there's substance abuse involved where they have to blow into a breathalyzer or a uh, test to make sure that they're sober before they, you know, pick up a child. I'm sure GPS is playing a big part in it too, to make sure people are where they're supposed to be when they say they're, they're supposed to be there. Yeah. And I think how this came about too, when we were talking about it was using the technology that we all have. Um, we were joking with our technology team that, uh, I am familiar with maybe 20% of the capabilities of all the stuff that we have. And I had asked a question, you know, how do we do this? And like, you have that. So I'm like, oh, really? Where? Where do I have it? And so we all have a lot of programs and apps that we have. And using the stuff that's already at our fingertips, you know, figuring out how to use Google Docs in a way that's shared. Or you can do a shared calendar on Google um, if you're in a more uh, – amicable divorce and you don't need the the higher level of monitoring that our family wizard gives you but finding ways to use what you already have to your benefit and leverage that technology well, yeah. so that, uh, that article that article that we you know we have two articles that we just posted you know stuff like how do you build a secure document vault um you know i'm sure i'm sure you know amy and, and Catherine, you guys can very much speak to there's stuff that you have to store and have accessible mobile and that you have to have accessible all the time but you also need that encrypted and secured and there's great off the shelf stuff to do it there's dedicated platforms to do it you know there's a lot of stuff out there and uh, you know are you guys seeing a lot of integration of existing platforms yeah i'm actually in um a software changeover right now and this platform does everything you know as far as like automatic insurance verification my, my person my billing person doesn't have to call people's insurance anymore we just like literally input the information push a button and it renews every 24 hours so if somebody oh. insurance is wrong it pings it and it says hey get your client to give you the new insurance and then it also does collections and it also does scheduling and it also does billing and so for my practice, I believe that it's going to make everything a lot more efficient. Um, I know that, you know, positions like having an in-house billing person or, you know, an admin that may be eliminated are going to affect, um, you know, the economy in ways. But I think that the software um, becoming so good that also, you know, in, in my business, HIPAA compliance is very important, right? We don't want anyone's information to be shared um, and so all the client's notes are on there and, and, um, the therapist can communicate and we have a client portal. So, um, I am a fan. I think it's great. I think that having too many cooks in the kitchen for a mental health practice is not very safe. So now with this new, um, telehealth that we're doing, I think it just makes it even that more secure. I want to touch on something, um, that Catherine said about 
you know, just in the time that we've been on this call, that it feels like we're in the same room. I think it's important for parents uh, to consider leveraging technology, going back to our quarantine edition. You know, if kids aren't able to see the other parent or siblings or family members as much because of this, this is a really good way for people to stay connected, especially for littler kids who don't have any idea what's going on. Um, there are technologies that we have available to, to, and the, what's been going out there, the artists and the people reading books to kids mm -hmm. and the, um, authors who are teaching how to illustrate and doing all of that out there. It's an important time to leverage that technology so that we can be connected while we're not physically connected. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I've been amazed like at the degree that one, with the education as an example, during this time, my kids are like, boom, they're on the stuff very easily. Um, they, I don't think they're really missing a beat. And I, I think it's huge. Um, but it, it will be interesting. This is, I think, the, the changes that people haven't really figured out that are going to really echo where what was kind of held out as a necessity for a really long time. Um, and nobody likes to be replaced or have something that they felt as important be replaced by technology. But I think, you know, this is, it's really, really interesting. It's funny when I was trying to set all this stuff up and I'm pretty, Mara, you can, I'm pretty technical. Mm -hmm. I had to call my son down to help me get everything set up, get the, get the microphone set up and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and they are really good at that stuff. And, you know, it's, it, it's, uh, it's just really fascinating how that stuff, stuff changes. Are there any platforms that people know about that the average divorcing consumer doesn't know about that, that you think you would like to highlight? That's my yeah. answer, splitready.com. There, yeah, there you go. I like that. What about you, Catherine? Any stuff that you've seen that's just really well put together software? Well, I think we talked about these parenting communication apps, which I think are great. Um, as attorneys, we use a lot of software to calculate child support and maintenance. That's really critical for our business. Um, you know, that's not going to be something that consumers um, or parties are going to have, but that's something that their attorneys will have and, and mediators probably as well. Mm -hmm. So that's really critical for what we do. Um, you know, I think as far as exchanging information securely, I think, you know, a lot of people have to exchange taxes and things like that annually. And I think people very willy-nilly these days just send these, that information by email. Yeah. Which, okay, that's fine. But, you know, there are secure ways to, to send that information using, like, you know, ShareFile or Dropbox or whatever. So I think people think, can think about that, um, you know, as far as exchanging information. Like I said, you can also exchange some of that information on the parenting apps. Um, it might be hard to exchange, like, really long, lengthy tax returns. but. Um, you know, that's certainly an option too. Absolutely. You know, I think, again, we wrote a couple of articles, uh, or put a couple out in the last week about, you know, it all being about efficiency, um, cost, uh, accessibility, and security, right? It's, you know, can you encrypt those documents? And, and a lot of people think that stuff's encrypted, and it's not. So, you know, I would encourage people to go to our blog and, and read those because, one, as Mariah said, they might already have the functionality. Two, they might be using two or three of the things that do the same thing and they could get rid of a couple of them and save money and then be able to reroute that into a parenting app or something like that that actually adds value instead of redundancy. Um, but that's why actually we're rolling out this Divorce Tech Pro is to be able to audit people's situation, find out what, what programs that they're using, um, get rid of the ones that might not be adding value or maybe 
uh, leaving a security hole or something like that, and then make certain recommendations, sort of a divorce geek squad kind of thing. Um, what about you, Amy? Any, any, uh, any uh, platforms that you really like? So I'm just going to say that to access mental health right now in a crisis is a really big deal, right? So your ability to access it. So I'm just going to kind of say the opposite right now, although there are many, many wonderful HIPAA compliant video platforms. Right now, the government just released a, state, a statement that said, no matter how you can access your therapist, do it. And we're going to kind of turn a blind eye at how you do that. So obviously... Facebook Messenger and um, FaceTime are not HIPAA compliant, right? But I think right now in this crisis, it's more important for clients to just feel like they can access therapy no matter how they do that. So no, that's great. I just don't want it to be. Um, I just I want it, I want it to be accessible for all, and luckily the government agrees with us right now. Well, it's 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 really interesting as you guys were talking about this, something popped up uh, in my messages, and this is how far, and this isn't even related to divorce, but um, you know I, I train in Aikido, and I'm, we're doing a bunch of Zen stuff now. There's one of my fellow fellow um, students is teaching Zen, and the the dojo's closed until until April, and we're now doing Zen sits where, believe it or not, nobody talks but everybody's on zoom together not talking which is sounds really bizarre but it's the same connection they were just doing it one day now they're doing it three days a week and it really speaks to really how technology kind of coming to everything is really changing things so um i do want to direct one more technology question a little bit towards amy just kind of as a quarantine 2020 question that i know that we're all hearing questions about and struggling with is uh screen time and kids like we've all been trying for the last decade to monitor screen time with our kids. And now all of the learning is on screen time and you know, they're in the house all day in, in Chicago where it's raining and 45 degrees today. They can't even really get outside. How do we balance that with what we're supposed to be doing? Do you have any thoughts on that in terms of our kids' mental health, which is really important in this time? Yeah. So I've actually connected with um, the homeschool community on this and really people that do homeschool, the kids in elementary school realistically only spend about three hours in education time each day, and then they have other activities built in. Okay. Now, as a parent who now has to work from home full-time, I'm not saying that's always doable, but I really think like the kids need to be on their devices to do their homework. And then um, as, as long as we can do it until the government may or may not tell us we can't, I think they need to be outside, even bundled up in rain boots and coats and scarves. Um, I, you know, I think that really what's important for kids to be on their devices, though, is to put a, a parental protection um, on yeah. there. there. There are a lot of different programs to do that. But if you don't know anything about it, to just Google that. Um, Obviously, what we don't want to happen would be an influx of predators um, during this time when all the kids are on their devices. So I got a video from my sister today of my six-year-old nephew shoveling the rainwater out of the uh, part where it pools because she told him it couldn't pool there or we were going to flood. So he's shoveling rainwater with all of his might and outside in the rain. I'm like, that's brilliant. Yeah. So, I like that. Well, I you, if you, especially if you drill holes in the shovel, that really keeps him busy. Right? <laughs> well, it's raining while he's shoveling rainwater. So it's that's brilliant. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so, you know, a great show. I really want to thank our panelists, Catherine McMahon Vivanco from Kat Stefani, if they want to get hold of you, what's the best way for, for our listeners to get hold of you? 
So uh, we have a website, katstefani.com. You can find my bio and information there. Um, you can call or email me. I have that information on the website. Um, yep. And you're on Split Ready, a part of our Divorce Pro Network. We love having you on there. Uh, a great addition to our network. Amy Schillinger from Balanced Stress Management. If they want to get hold of you, how can they get hold of you? Right now you go to www.balancedstressTX, T is in Tom, X is in xylophone.com, or you can call my office. It's 847-450-0524. And we're on the hunt to get you into our directory too. Yeah, Because yeah. you've been, this is, you're like a third time guest. So this is, you know, at this point, you know, we totally, totally got to get you on board. Um, can I make a quick note that if, if for whatever reason, you know, you need a therapist, but you don't like me, my, my practice employs 15 other clinicians. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, if you like what we do, please like us, share our podcast, subscribe. Um, we oftentimes get a lot of people say, but I'm not getting a divorce. Uh, and I'm afraid my spouse might see it and totally get that. But it's so important for people to have this kind of knowledge. And if you, you know, chances are, you know, in the same way people have been talking about coronavirus actually, where you probably know someone who is high risk, you probably know someone who's going through a divorce and might need therapy or might need the expertise of a fantastic attorney who, who can point them in the right direction. So, you know, think about split ready when you hear about someone who needs that. Um, Mariah, let's sign off. Thanks for joining us on our Split Ready podcast. If you or someone you know needs help getting Split Ready, go to splitready.com and uh, we will do our best to get you through your divorce with your finances, your integrity, and maybe some sanity intact. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you later. And if you are thinking about divorce, please visit splitready.com and take our free assessment. You can come through your divorce with your finances, your integrity, and your sanity intact. Be informed, ask questions, and be split ready.